And what is the most stressful time of the day? Right now, doing this. Oh my God. <laughs> right, we have an actual answer. We will give that to you. And has inflation made you do strange things? <laughs> Something is happening. Smuggling is involved on wow. this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. To get it going though, what do you do when creeping goes wrong? <laughs> I creeped. Yeah. It backfired. Right on. Take a listen. Holly and Nira. What do you do when creeping goes wrong? How do you handle it? Because I creeped and I majorly backfired. (laughs) Honestly, I wish I never did, but what did you do? You know how your phone like sends you or like picks you like photos of the day? Yeah. I always look through them though, they're cute. And so I'm looking through them and this super old picture my phone chose for me a couple days ago. Really old picture. And in this picture was this guy that I dated for a little while, a long time ago. Hmm. He was like total babe. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's up to. Like, I wonder where he is right now. I wonder if he's married, if he has kids, like, I wonder where he lives. So I looked him up on Instagram. Okay. Found him. He lives out in Abbotsford. Okay. He's got two daughters. Cute. Super cute. Like under 10. I don't know. Really cute. And he posted a recent pic. I like looked through his whole thing and there was a recent pic of him and his like really beautiful wife. It was this really schmoopy little post that he put up for him of him and his wife. And the caption said, had to rummage through a lot of garbage to find this gem. Had to rummage through a lot of garbage to find this gem. And all I thought was... Am I garbage? Oh. Am oh. I part of the garbage? Okay, okay. I thought he meant just through his camera roll before he found this gem of a photo. No, because it was like happy anniversary to my beautiful oh. wife. I had to rummage through a lot of garbage to find this gem. Oh. And I was like, rude. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> one person's garbage right. is another person's treasure. Trash, but yes. Whatever. Yeah, trash, whatever. Whatever. Say garbage, trash. Okay. So. Okay. You are your now husband's gem. And he had his garbage. Okay. Okay, yes. So you don't need to, you don't need to make this about you. (laughs) This is clearly something in his relationship that he needs to make up. Like he needs to say that for her. Right. Okay. And maybe he did have to go through a lot of garbage. And it's okay because I was probably someone's trash or garbage, mm-hmm. but I'm my current, you know, gem, I'm assuming. Right. And that's just the way it works, okay? That's right. life. You don't need to take it personally. Not on a Thursday. Oh no, I was so offended. Yeah, wait till the weekend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira on 94.5 Virgin Radio. If you've recently been through a really hard breakup, I mean, Valentine's Day was just a couple days ago. It can be a really hard day, you know. If you've recently been through a really hard breakup, I've got some news you'll want, you'll need to hear. You could call it breaking news. I got it. Breaking up. I get it. Thank you. It's pretty early, but I got that. Now, according to doctors and scientists, Mm. they say broken 
heart syndrome is real. It's real. I believe that. Someone's like, I'm suffering from a broken heart. You're like, okay, no, you'll get over it. You're so dramatic. Just drink some wine. Eat this ice cream. Go for a walk. Lie on the floor. No, these doctors and these scientists are saying broken heart syndrome. And it's real. And it increases, especially pre-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day, and after Valentine's Day. Mm. It really amps up at that time for people who are suffering from a broken heart. It happens during highly stressful or emotional times, uh, the painful breakup, possible loss, mm. you know, when mm-hmm. someone passes away. You don't have to whisper. People die. It's I know. Okay, but but anyways, uh, at the end of the notebook, you know how you make fun of me for thinking that that could actually happen? Mm-hmm how they died within minutes of each other. Mm-hmm. And then I always find these stories of yeah. couples who passed minutes or days within each other. It's your dream. These, Yeah, these doctors and scientists say that that's because they suffered from the broken heart syndrome. Oh my God. Their, your body actually goes into stress mode and your heart is Whoa. actually suffering from being broken, Aww. from your loss or from the pain. Yeah. It's real. So whatever you're going through right now, if you're having a tough time, mm-hmm. these scientists, these doctors, they're understanding you. You can tell someone that, you know, it hurts right now and that's okay. I think my grandpa had that. Bro- I think my grandpa had broken heart syndrome. Oh, really? Yeah, because my grandma died really young. She had Aww. breast cancer and he was never the same after she died. Like he used to go for walks all the time. He'd be this yeah. happy, jolly person. And honestly, he just went downhill. Aww. He just like kind of gave up. It was yes. so sad. I was like, oh my God. I've seen that with a few people. They're so. It's so like... Yeah, adorable, but, but like it's sad. It's I know. really sad. I've seen that happen to a few couples where a spouse passed away a little bit earlier mm-hmm. than you know, and just then you're right. They just start going downhill. But these doctors are saying, you know, all this physical pain that you're going through. There, you got to still make sure that you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, the one you got to avoid pizza. You got to avoid cake. They say what? Who uh, are these evil scientists and doctors? You're dealing with loss. You're dealing with you're feeling down. I know, but they broken say heart for a no couple, pizza for a couple of days. But then after that, they said honestly, if you are going through that kind of heartbreak break and you're going through that type of physical pain, a balanced diet is the biggest cure hmm. for a broken heart because you're already feeling so low right you need those vitamins you need to eat fresh fruit fresh vegetables and fish there i'm this is real science and doctors if you are suffering from broken heart syndrome you need a lot of fish in your diet who gets dumped and is like i'm craving salmon okay that's what i said give yourself a couple of days so you gotta boost fish vitamin d and vitamin Mm -hmm. b if you're suffering from broken heart syndrome that's the latest news from scientists and doctors can we add vodka (laughs) Gas. <laughs> okay. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. I want to do something, but Nira thinks I'm going to get fired. I'm concerned because your decisions affect me. I want to do something for us, Nira. Okay, this move would be for us. This would be for our show, Holly and Nira. It would, it could catapult us to another level. Please don't put me in the category with you. I want to pretend to be somebody else. <laughs> To get our show a serious promotion, some serious eyes on it. Okay, you need to explain a little bit further. Okay, here's the deal. We work here at Virgin Radio, which is owned by Bell Media. Bell Media, huge company. They have radio stations all across Canada. They also have a TV station called CTV. 
mm-hmm. which I'm sure you watch mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. CTV's, one of their big shows, their national morning show is called Your Mornings. Okay? Yes. CTV, Your Mornings. Uh-huh. Within this company, one of the producers of the show, CTV's Your Mornings, her name is Holly. One of the producers. I think it's just Your Morning, but yeah. Your Morning, whatever. Yeah. Your Morning. You just get the name right okay, if you're going to pretend to be somebody. Fine. Your Morning on TV. Uh-huh. One of the producers of Your Morning, her name is Holly. And I get emails sent to me all the time <laughs> by mistake. I mean, like weekly emails <laughs> right. that are like to the wrong Holly. Oops, sorry, wrong Holly all the time. Yes. Well, the latest email mm. to this Holly person, they've sent it to me. I'm not, they've sent it to me. Probably this Toronto based Holly person. Is about all the upcoming guests. (laughs) And they're looking for more. Stay with us, Canada. Your morning starts right now. Okay. Okay. I feel like, what if I wrote back, Holly, me, as Holly, the producer. Right. And was like, have you heard of this little duo out of Vancouver (laughs) called Holly and Nira? We should have them on the show. Yes, yes. Should, I don't know, like something like we should have uh, them. They're they're yeah. quirky. Yeah, they're they're, they're quirky. Qu- they're quirky, and uh, yes. you know they could maybe just you know spice things up. I don't know. I don't know. Just what are you gonna say? How I are you gonna like put our name out there as this producer of this giant show? She's in Toronto. That's where all the head offices are for Bell Media. Yeah. How are you gonna sell this? How are you gonna? I don't know. Okay. First of all, I don't want to get fired because I don't think you're allowed to pretend to be somebody else. But they keep pretend they keep sending me stuff. I'm keep not doing it. Setting you. They they keep sending me stuff. <laughs> right. I'm starting to feel like I'm a producer of your morning. Okay. You know? Um all right. Uh also when you are sending it back, are yeah. you sending it as the pretend Holly producer yeah. promoting Holly and Nira? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm going to write back and be like, hey, guys, I mean, they haven't noticed. They send me emails all the time every week. Hey, who should we have as a right. guest? I could honestly write back and be like, here's my thoughts. <laughs> I don't think they care. They just see Holly and they're just like, hit send. Okay, so just some advice before you do this. Yeah, yeah. You know your signature? Yes, at On, the bottom yeah, of my email. Yeah, it says your full name, mm-hmm. your actual location where you work, right. and it has a picture of us. Yes. You might want to get rid of all that before you send back. Right. And pretend like, you know, people have that little message thing when they're sending uh, emails from their iPhone. Please excuse any errors. Yeah, this is from my iPhone. Yeah, write something like that so it throws everyone off as to why it's not the actual signature of the actual Holly. Okay. So all that kind of stuff then plays into it, right? And then people will get confused easily. You're into this. No, I'm just smart. (laughs) I'm just helping you. If you're going to do the crime, you need need some smarts behind it. Some brains behind it. Yeah. Your morning. Here we come. (laughs) Here we come. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. What has inflation made you do? Because times are tough right now. We're all in this together. The interest rate hikes, shrinkflation, inflation. Those payments are going out. Dude. That's not even, that's not what I signed up for. (laughs) It's true. I know, I know. And then CNN really took it next level yesterday. And money. Money's a problem for all of us. We can no longer make it rain, y'all. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. We play this song for fun. Memories of the days when we made it rain. Now the rain is our tears. Really? We're soaking. Soaking. And then CNN confirmed. Egg prices are up 70% from a year ago. Holy. CNN. Egg prices are up 70% from a year ago. You know when you go to the grocery store, you're like, am I... 
Yeah. And you look around and like there's other people buying eggs at the same time and you bu- you're all yeah. just looking at each other going, is this for... I'm making friends. Is this friends. how much they've always been? I'm making <laughs> friends at the grocery store because I, we talk about how expensive everything yeah, is. I know. And uh, it's all because of the higher production costs, bird flu outbreak. There's lots of reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, we realized we have an egg hookup. We didn't even know. The things that inflation makes you do, we are in a coup for like getting eggs now with a with a coworker who's going to get them from a farm and he's going to somehow smuggle them into Vancouver for us. We're now egg smuggling. Yes. Inflation has made us egg smugglers. <laughs> yeah. We actually didn't know we have a professional egg smuggler on our team. Yes. And this was really cool yesterday. Our producer, Scott, you're going to smuggle eggs for us? Well, I don't know that I'm actually going to smuggle them, but I can. <laughs> That's what we heard. Okay, it's can, cool to say that, but whatever. Okay, I'm smuggling them. I'm going to smuggle you guys some eggs. Yes. From, yes. Yeah. Don't scramble them. Yes. You smuggle them. We were talking about eggs yesterday and the crazy price. And then Scott's like. I got a guy. I got a hookup, no, I guys. Do. I, I do. Guys. I grew up in Abbotsford, okay. where there's lots of farms and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. I know a person. Okay. You know, see, you know sells, a farmer. I know a guy okay. who sells flats out the side door of the farm. Okay, right? Seriously. So and like it's ins- it's insanely cheap and insane how good they are. And as I've told more and more people about this, yeah. my orders from him have. I we used to order like two flats for our Sorry. family, and now wait. we get like. Wait, Scott. You you tell people about this. I like thought we I thought people. this was like I thought we were like No, you guys are in the thing, but like I don't tell everybody. Okay, because I mean if word gets out that you're smuggling and now we're involved mm, and you've yeah. got people talk, man. You gotta be careful. Okay. Nira, you gotta think he's a dealer. <laughs> right. Dude is here to push eggs. <laughs> Side hustle. And now with Nira. Where are the most beautiful women in the world? According to Drake. I need a one dance. Got a Hennessy in my hand. That's today's top biz story. Brazil. <laughs> they are very beautiful. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Drake says the most beautiful girls in the world are... No, first of all, I'm going to say somewhere in Canada. Okay. <sighs> there you go. Take a sigh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Toronto. Of course. Oh, I've learned Toronto. how to say it the right way now because I always used to call it Toronto mm-hmm. when I first uh, started saying the word Toronto, but it's actually just Toronto. Just call it the six. The six, okay. Also, Drake opened up in this recent interview and he's like, yeah, I'm looking for romance. I'm really looking for the one. Again, his answer for what he's looking for, for long term, for the one, is going to make the most sense for the ladies of Toronto. But first of all, he does say he wants a Canadian girl. Okay. He really wants a Canadian. He wants to settle down with a Canadian girl. But he really wants, he's like, when I really think about someone that I want to be with and I want to spend the rest of my life with, I want to be able to just drive around Toronto and I want the girl to know what I'm talking about. I want Mm -hmm. the girl to know the city. Okay. I want her to know Toronto. Okay. That's big for him. So, Canadian, cool. That means all of us have a chance. Second of all, study the city of Toronto. I think we should move there. <laughs> yes. We'll move there. Okay. We'll do a course on uh, the CN Tower. Right. Because you have a chance. And I have a chance. We all have chances. We'll just start dropping street names like Yo. Young. Y- York. Young Street. Yeah. yeah. We know where it is. Collector Lanes. Yep. Okay. Anyways. Um, Niagara Falls. I could go on. All right. We're done now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> yes, ma'am. All right. Ryan Seacrest is leaving live 
with Kelly and Ryan. This is American Idol. Uh, actually, he's leaving for American Idol. He's, really? He's cut it. He's been doing Whoa. it all. Yeah, he's just done. He's like, I. He actually joined live in 2017, and he wants to move back to the West Coast this spring ahead of American Idol, so he can just kind of focus. And he also does a radio show. Like, yeah. He, this is ridiculous. He's West Coast. He's a total West Coast dude. Yeah. And then um, is trying to do all this West Coast stuff, but then is also East Coast because yeah. of live. But he got to live in New York. I know, so lucky. Such a dream, yeah. like to get a job and like actually live in New York. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, the guy works 23 hours a day, so yeah. do you do the math. Right. He like, doesn't get a lot of sleep. Right, if you're, you know, uh, now, if you're wondering who's going to be replacing Ryan Seacrest, they already do have someone and that someone is Kelly Ripa's husband, Mark no. Consuelos. No. Oh, yeah. Mark Consuelos. I mean, I fell in love with Mark Consuelos all my children days. Yes. But then re-fell in love with Riverdale. He's a babe. Yes, he is. And he's not just a fill-in host. He is the permanent replacement. The show will be officially rebranded as Live with Kelly and Mark. Oh, my God. They work together. They live together. Husband <laughs> and wife duo team for Yikes. Live. Yikes. Yikes. I- Could you work with your husband full-time? No. Could you work with your husband full-time? Yes. No. (laughs) God, no. It would ruin our life. And my husband would never want to work with me. Yeah, duh. No chance. I know, for sure. No. Okay, uh, this has got to be a really super cool compliment that Tom Cruise got from Steven Spielberg about the new Top Gun Maverick, okay? Legend icon Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Directed a couple big movies. Just a couple. Just a couple. Told Tom Cruise that Top Gun Maverick saved Hollywood's butt. Yep. Come on. Yeah, he Has said, he seen it? Yes. Okay, he said it, it kind of revitalized the box office. He's like, it took the box office out of this rut that it was in. He goes, mm-hmm. since Top Gun Maverick came... The box office has been buzzing. Hmm. And it's a good thing. He's like, it's not necessarily about just the movie. He's like, what it's done for all the movies since Top Gun Maverick. Okay. It's kind of lit this fire and people are going to the movies again. Hmm. And he's right. It's since Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. That movie brought people back to the theaters. Oh, God. Brings people together. It's it's the most cliche movie of all time. Thanks, Ice. Completely predictable. Thousand you know what? Percent. It was not. I was like, when's and the flyby? Sure enough, the well, obviously, flyby. Obviously, they have to do some of the nostalgia. Otherwise, some. Okay. They you know did what? everything. Someone drank the hater juice. Rooster. <laughs> okay, you can't. Okay, we get it. You're not into it, but Fine. whatever. I'm Nira, and that's the biz. You can always catch up on more biz stories on the iHeartRadio app. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. It's time for a Holly and Nira show intervention. Someone on this show is out of control, stepped over the line, and needs to be reined right in, and that person is you, Nira. You're being a bit dramatic. I'm not. Okay, listen, I love you. Okay? Thank you. But uh, sometimes your good intentions are too much for... Most people. <laughs> Come on. Okay, it's time for you to please leave our producer, Darren, alone. Leave Darren alone. Here's what Nira's been doing. Oh, are you talking about homework? Nira has been giving our poor producer, Darren, 
homework. Yeah, it's been amazing. For the show, and it's ridiculous. His first homework assignment was to watch Ginny and Georgia. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Just one episode, okay? All I said to our producer, Darren, I'm like, I just need you to watch one episode of Ginny and Georgia because I'm bringing something up. This was like a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, bringing something up with Holly on Monday. I need you to watch the show for me this weekend. I only asked Darren to watch one episode. After the weekend, Darren came back. I was like, oh, did you do your homework? Did you watch an episode? He's like, I watched three. Because he was hungover, admit it. Darren, why did you watch so many episodes of Ginny and Georgia? Yeah, I was hungover. No, it wasn't by choice watching it. Um, <laughs> and I had that dreaded fear because it was a Sunday. Of Nira? That's oh, normal. Please. Well, she is very scary. <laughs> no, come on. He, I only asked him to watch one episode. Right. I just needed one episode because we were going to be talking about it on Monday. I wanted mm-hmm. someone to know a little bit about the show. So I was like, I'm going to bring you on. Uh, and then he watched three all on his own accord. And now, because you were away last week, Holly, do you want to know how many episodes Darren has watched on his own accord of Ginny and Georgia? It's like six or seven now, yeah. <laughs> Darren, were you hungover again? Yes. Okay. So when you're hungover, that's your new go-to. That's my go-to, yeah. Okay. And I only asked him to watch one episode. Okay, so when Nira gave Darren this homework, I let that one go. It's like, fine. One assignment, fine. It's done. She well, she's always wanted to be a professor. Yes. Let's just let her feel like a teacher for the day. That's okay. fine. Okay, okay, okay. Then she's like, Darren, last week she's like, Darren, do you know who Drew Hill is? He's like, what? <laughs> Okay. Tell me what's gonna be. Speaking of the nineties, Drew oh. Hill. Drew Hill, one of the best R and B groups of all time. So underrated how good these guys were. So the nearest like, okay, stop, drop everything. <laughs> this weekend, your homework. Listen to Drew Hill. Yeah, you gotta listen to a couple of Drew Hill songs for me. Yeah. There's a trend here. It's always the weekend. Right? <laughs> I know. Lucky so Friday, you. not even during the week. Ready to clock off, you yeah. know, enjoy the weekend. Yeah, and no. then I think of this all weekend. Go, oh, I've got to do that for Nira. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got to listen to How Deep from Drew Hill. You got to do uh, We're Not Making Love No More, Drew Hill. Oh, you got to listen to Someone Sleeping in My Bed. Such and think song. of Nira. Okay. That'll be fun. <laughs> no, and then, no, but come on. That's good homework. You gave him even more homework yesterday. And I feel like this is enough. What I it's intervention time. You're like, Darren, do you know about the, the shopping channel? He's like, what? Really repair your skin and strengthen your barrier so you don't have to wow. worry about this happening okay. again. It's going to create that barrier. Again, space. I'm going to say, yes, I gave Darren homework. I needed I needed some audio yes. of the shopping channel. Because she went nuts and I bought a bunch nuts. of cream. I don't know. I some went into yeah. this like abyss. She went into a Loxitan oh. fog. But it was about the woman and her hands and her own arms and her elbows mm-hmm. and the way she was like soaking her hand in this like basin of water and then showcasing the creams and I only asked Darren again for an audio clip that was like I don't know like 14 seconds right I walked by him in the hallway and all he was doing was watching the shopping channel and this woman's arm dipping in and out of the water on repeat Darren confirm or deny it's true yeah it was very it was erotic like it, it was, was borderline yes, it was erotic it was borderline adult entertainment yes. I would say really watch, yeah. yes so I'm actually doing him favors yeah the thing is none of this homework is very productive for me like if you said learn a new language yeah. <laughs> and this is all I can't really use this as a life skill any of these mm, things I don't know you're single yeah now you know about Drew Hill <laughs> you know you, how to uh, dip your elbow you, you know in about the basin the importance of softness and like you skin know skin barriers skin ba- hydration barriers yeah. okay. and dehydration barriers yeah Ginny and Georgia and now you know Ginny and Georgia I mean I think you're like up on the up yeah the you big just, three you gain some massive points
Talk to girls about hydration in their skin. <laughs> Great opening line. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. The most amazing compliment you can give someone? Is it? I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I watched that movie, Your Place or Mine. You know, the one with Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was trending or whatever. And then I'm like, all right, fine. I'm going to watch it before my Netflix account is gone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Everyone quit Netflix. <laughs> We're all on the same boat. We're, We're all in the same boat. We're all like, Yeah. Anyways, thought I'd quickly watch it. And there's a line that gets used in this movie. Now, this line is being used by Reese Witherspoon's character. Her name is Debbie. Okay. Okay. Debbie... Reese Witherspoon is using it on Jesse Williams' character, not on Ashton Kutcher, on Jesse Williams' character. His name is Theo. And he is just like everything. He is amazing. He's smart. He's good looking. He's Mm. got suave. He's polite. He's just a good guy. Everything. And this is what Reese Witherspoon's character says to Jesse Williams' character in the movie, Your Place or Mine. Thank you. You're very welcome. You are... You know what you are. Okay. So instead of saying something like you're amazing or you're great or you're fabulous, she says you are, you know what you are. You know what you are. And she said this to them, to him, to Theo twice in the movie. Okay. Mm -hmm. She says it to him again in the end when she's like, you are you know what you are. So she means this in a good way? Yes. Because I've had people say to me, like, you know what you are. And I don't think it's a positive thing. Oh, this has happened to you? Yeah, I feel like, like, yeah. People have said this to you? Management. Oh, gosh. Okay, that might be a bit different. No kidding. They're like, you know what you are. I'm like, <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. How did you say it? No, no, stop. Repeat exactly how it gets said to you. You know what you are. Okay, that's very different than you are... You know what you are. Versus, you know what you are. Yeah. Do you hear the difference? Yeah. The way it was said to you, very different than Not the way... Not fun and flirty. No. The, the Reese Witherspoon drop is fun and flirty. So, let's say, for example, you and I, were out... We're dating. No, just we're just out. Oh. Okay, we're just out. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's say we're going we're for a brunch after the show. Oh, Mimo- fun. Mimosas are flowing. Oh. Some other friends see us at this place. We're talking. Everything's okay. just fun. Then you do something nice for me instead of me just going, Ah, oh, Holly, you're great. Instead, I go, you're... <sighs> you know what you are. Mm. Okay, yeah, Doesn't I'm into it. Doesn't that feel good? Yes, I'll go home with you. <laughs> That's not Let's go. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Ready to get deep? Always. How's your ground floor these days? <laughs> your ground floor. Not your ground flora, just your ground floor. Your ground floor. <laughs> it's the foundation of your whole life, Nira. <laughs> no pressure. But we need to... Turn the spotlight on our ground floor. Okay. This is according to therapists. They say your ground floor is the foundation of your life. And the ground floor is the foundation of all your relationships. Okay. And if your ground floor is cracked or it's broken, broken and you're not doing everything you can to fix it, you're in trouble. Give me, what do you mean by ground floor? Your ground floor is like the base of who you are. Okay. Like at your core, at the bottom. It's the cement piece at the bottom of who you are. Like your roots? 
Your roots. Yes. Good okay. word. All right. It's your roots. It's 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 like a chunk of things that have built up over time. That's that's your that's your ground floor. Okay. And then are you trying to say that what we showcase to the world is like the second floor, third or fourth or fifth? Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically your ground floor is very overlooked. And sometimes you don't even want to really look at your ground floor, like your deep, deep, deepest stuff going on. Like the basement? Yeah, never go in the basement. My basement's very scary. The storage has all been pulled out. It's okay. like a scary place to go right now. It's a perfect metaphor for your ground floor. <laughs> okay, like the basement. Mentally, emotionally. A lot of people are scared of the basement. And to fix the ground floor of your core of who you are, therapists are like, lots of people just don't want to even look at it because it's a lot of work. To fix the ground floor because it's like old patterns, it's old ways of thinking, mm-hmm. it's like childhood trauma, it's like all this stuff crunched into your ground floor. But they're like, if your ground floor is not good, anything above it won't be good either. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, because if you're building, let's say if you're building a house, right? Good. Uh, Here comes have, another metaphor. You have to lay down the foundation. Yes. Now, before you build up any other layers, mm-hmm. if that foundation isn't built properly, everything else is going to start to crack. Good near. And crumble. Yes. It won't be able to support all the other layers above. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, it's taken on more than it can handle. And then all of a sudden, things start to fall fast. The cracks. It just starts start to, to crumble. Yeah. Hardcore. That's right. Mm-hmm. And they say to fix your like core, your foundation, your ground floor, you have to make some major switch-ups in your life. Which is why a lot of people are like, I'm just gonna not look at it right now. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. It's too much. Too much. Therapy? Yep. Ground floor work? Ground floor work. They say that the best thing you can do, just like the the very beginning, is just be aware of your ground floor. Take a minute today and think about your ground floor. How's it doing? How's it doing? You feeling okay? Does it have a leak? Does it need a little bit of attention? Yep. All Is right. there a crack? Is it broken? Are you ignoring something? That's it. They just say, just be aware of it. Mm-hmm. That's step one. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you got a whole bunch of work to do. All right, cool. I guess. Well, that's great. Therapy well, I have Thursday. to ask you, how was your ground floor? I don't know. What would you rate it? I don't know. You Out ju- of 10. You just asked me. Mm. I Now I have thinking to do, like you said. Mm. Now, if I just answer you quickly, then have I really yeah. done the work? Ooh. Right? Someone's in denial. No, I, that, that's, me, that's me not being in denial. Oh, that I That means see. I need to assess okay. before I can give you an answer. Okay. But you've asked me on the spot, so how right. can I answer? Because right. I haven't done what you've asked, which is assess. Well, we both have childhood trauma, so I just assumed both of our ground floors were completely screwed. Okay, I'm gonna walk away. Okay. I'm gonna go assess. Go assess. I'm gonna grab a coffee. Okay, check out the leak. <laughs> go check out your leak. Good. You're waking up with Holly and Nira on 94.5 Virgin Radio. It's time for Tombstone Talk. Okay. Yes, you heard it accurately. Tombstone Talk. Like, can't talk about this on a Friday. We gotta save this for a Thursday. Right. Nobody does on a Friday. Okay. <laughs> Are we crazy? Anyways, yes. Tombstones. These are. This is a thing mm. for people uh, who want to be buried. 
for people who die. It's, a, it's all the rage. <laughs> right? This is what you guys do, right? You might also know them as headstones. Headstones, yeah. tombstones. Uh, this is all coming uh, into the spotlight because of Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was doing an interview and he was asked, like, what do you what do you want it to say on your tombstone? First of all, such a basic interview question, but that's cool. <laughs> okay. All What's right. your favorite color? All right. Yeah. Anyways, he answered it. He's like, okay, well, I want my tombstone to say, quote, was useful, end quote. That's it? Not even his name on it? Interesting. That's a lot. He's like, actually, is there even that much room on a tombstone? I don't know. He's like, I wouldn't want it to be... Harrison Ford, blah, 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 actor, blah, 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 something, father, not father, whatever, blah, blah. He's like, I don't want the blah, blah, blahs on my tombstone. Mm. I want just was useful. That was it. Hmm. What do you think? I mean, is he saying this about himself? I think you should ask the people around him. No. Was I useful? Oh, I see. Like, you know first I mean? you ask, were you useful? Yeah, Before I Before mean, you can say that you were useful. <laughs> yeah. Okay, was I uh, useful? <laughs> my, my, my Am guys? I useful? Yeah. Am I useful? Yeah. All right. I don't know. Was useful. I mean... That's it. That's all he was. Doesn't want, like, anything else written on there. Okay. I want to be... I want to be cremated. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's kind of the way I want to go. Then Same I think disease. I want to be planted in a tree. Right. Something like that. But you can still have a, mem- a memorial, like, plaque... Okay. Something written about you. Okay. Even if you don't, if you're not going to be in a graveyard, that's even if fine. you're not down under, down under, then oh, well, I think you'll be going down under. <laughs> but anyway, I'm pretty sure I won't be. You can look up from above and see your memorial plaque. That's uh. correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can really? still have whatever on there. Really? Oh, you can have pictures, even if you're not buried. Yep. You can still have. Where do these plaques go? Where do these there's like go? walls of plaques all over. Okay. Usually there's like a cemetery and then there's like a hut that's not the right word for it but it's like a fancy (laughs) hut okay where they put like all like the the plaques plaques. okay so let's say whether you're a plaque or your tombstone or whatever you are or like a hospital like if you say you left all your money and you're like you know what i'm going to donate the rest to story memorial hospital or a big chunk or whatever yeah yeah. you would get a plaque like in a wing okay so if you donate a lot of money you get a plaque yeah Okay, so your headstone, tombstone, plaque, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. What what do you want it to say? Do mm. you do you want it to have a story? Do you want it to just say a few words? Do you mm-hmm. want to keep it simple? Mm-hmm. Where would you where would you want the messaging to go? Hmm. Or do you even get to decide? Yeah, great. Another good question. I'm pretty sure people start having conversations about what they would want their resting place plaque to say. Yeah, I think so too. Or non-resting place plaque. Yeah. Whatever it is. You can get a quote. Okay. Lots of stuff. A lot of people do write in loving memory. I see those all over the lower mainland. Yeah, yeah, on a bench. You can get a bench. In loving memory. Yeah. And then, you know, write a whole bunch of stuff on there too. Yeah. Okay. I'll be honest. We got a bench. For my stepdad when he died, we got a bench in North End. Oh, you did! Like I, yeah, like we, and I had to organize the whole thing. Oh. I had to. That doesn't okay. make it sound okay. Very okay, good. okay, okay. I organized it. It was a lot of work to get a bench. A lot of work to get a bench. Does the bench say anything? It it has like his name and then like okay. a little saying. Okay. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. And was this because uh, you did it in loving memory? Yeah, it was kind of in loving memory. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, it's cute. It's yeah. nice. It's Do you nice. Go there. 
Not really, no. All right. No, but I'm sure a lot of people, it's in a very like popular play. I'm sure a lot of people see it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it was a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot of work to get done. Yeah. And you were in charge of it. And I was in charge. So you better start working on yours now. <laughs> I'm going to work on yours. Holly and Nira. You're waking up with Holly and Nira. Virgin. The most stressful time of the day is, this is actually according to a new study. They did the research, they talked to people, really analyzed what people's lives are like in today's day. And does this matter if you have kids or if you, what what you do for work or age Yeah, whatever? They they talked to all ranges of people. Okay. Kids, no kids, different types of jobs. Do you have any guesses on what you would think is the most stressful time of the day? I'm going to go with just my life currently. Mm. Two kids. Working mom, going for that balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's impossible. I'm going to say, but you know you can. The most stressful time of the day for me is about 7 p.m. 7 p.m. Okay. This is like bedtime, but I'm also thinking I got to make lunches. I got to have a shower. I got my alarm going off early. Okay. Interesting. That's what you would say. Now, if you were to flip this, and let's say you're not answering for yourself, let's just say hypothetically now, if you're answering for your husband, John, what do you think he would say? Morning. Okay. Because I'm already here at work, so he does double, two different drop-offs, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, same. I'm like you. I would say approximately same. 7 p.m. is the most stressful time of the day for me. Yeah. Because I'm freaking out. That's what I, like, everybody notices in the house mom's losing because I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to be in bed. (laughs) Get out so I can do stuff. Right? Go away. The shift happens. I think everyone in my household sees... Nira shifted to a totally different person once 7 p.m. hits. Yeah. I start, the clock goes down for me and like how much time I have left yes. versus how much I need to do. Also, I would now flip it for my husband and I would say for him 7 a.m. would be mm-hmm. the most stressful time of the yeah. day. Yeah. According to the world, the answer for the most stressful time of the day is 7.23 a.m. Really? 7.23 a.m. The huh. most stressful time of of the day, according to all these people that they interviewed, studied, mm. whatever, did all these like, did all this work with, analyzed. Huh. Seven twenty-three is the most stressful time of the day. They're saying because there's all these little dramas that happen in the morning, but the time crunch of where you need to be, what you need to get done, is so much heavier in the morning. Waking up late. Crap. Yeah. Alarm didn't go off. Yeah. Crap. Toast burnt. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, forgot to make that lunch. Oh, wait. I need the extra shoes. Wait. Is the gym bag in the car? Oops. Mm-hmm. Did you pack the gear? No. Oh, got to run back in the house. Wait. The dog didn't go pee. Did mm-hmm. they go poo? <laughs> Real question. These are all the things that they're like, it is the most stressful time of the day. But maybe this is a good thing because that's actually a lot earlier than I thought the answer was going to be, like in the day. Yeah. So maybe that's good. Like we get the stress done. And then the rest of the day, Nira, smooth sailing, baby. Okay. Easy peasy. Now, the funniest thing is, for me, is uh, I spend the most 7.23 a.m. moments of my life with you. All. Well, not Saturdays and Sundays. Right. <laughs> I'm not there with you. You're not? Get up. Holly and Nira.